And welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Epic Loot Radio. My name is Brian, and joining me for the first time, we're redoing some stuff here. We're mixing it up. We got Kirk. Uh, Kirk, why don't you uh, take a moment just to introduce yourself? You're running a channel, What's New Video Games, and today we're going to be talking about what's new in video games, what we're excited about, what we're playing about. But, man, dude, welcome to the channel. Welcome in. Give give everybody what they want to know. Who are you and what, and what, what you got going on? Um, so I'm just some random dude that, uh, puts videos on YouTube from time to time. No, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, start up like a small, small video game outlet that is focused on like video game coverage, you know, doing like reviews and mm -hmm. developments and stuff in the news content drops on like free games like Apex or, uh, Fortnite and stuff like that. But definitely like the big players. I, I just put up a review for Madden 24. Mm. Um, and so go check that out if you want to. But the channel is What's New Video Games. And yeah, that's what that's what brought us together is sort mm. of we both have an interest in covering not just games, but like sort of like what's going on in yeah. the space. But both of those things, I mean, you obviously did a lot of coverage of um, you know, Final Fantasy, the MMO 14 over the mm. years and and the recent developments of that. So I think that's sort of what brought me to actually see you know finding you essentially yeah. is sort of all the stuff that was popping off for that with the with the fan fest and everything so yeah and then we linked up and uh you were like why don't you come on the show which yes. I, I greatly appreciate the invite and i'm happy to be here you got a lot of natural like insights so for that he's being very humble uh he's a lawyer he's appeared on other content creators uh you know especially talking about the activision blizzard deal which we're not going to talk about because i just want Thank that to, i just wanted to be done like just like, let's just get that one over and it's done not with. though it's not I know. Done. it's just it's like it's what is it the um it's like oh man there's a phrase like it's the thing that just keeps coming back and, you, and you're like oh, all right the cat came back the very next day or something like that i'm dating myself but it's like there's something <laughs> that stuck in my head and so we'll just move on because that just seems like a very bad way to start a podcast but beyond that let's kick off this show we're going to be setting a new tone obviously you guys can come hang out with us while we live stream this is also put out on mp3 audio and i hope you guys enjoy that you can subscribe where all podcasts can be found so if you have a podcast platform this podcast is on it just search epic Blue radio i'll try to include links and stuff like that to make it easier and we do appreciate your time especially a shout out to all the audio listeners and shout out to the live listeners. We got Joyful's Arcade, who actually, let's let's kick this, this uh, podcast off right with what we're playing right now. Lots of games coming out. Like this year has been a banger of a year for me in my, in my perspective, but you, me, and Joyful, we got together on Discord and we're playing some Halo Infinite Season 4. So random. It, random. And uh, so, but that's like, hey guys, we played this game together. What else are you playing? What's on your uh, up to come uh, radar? Well, I've been up to my eyeballs in Madden 24. Uh, I played the entire uh, 10-hour trial. I actually lost like seven, EA eight. access or whatever it is. Um, yeah, EA Play. It's just yeah. uh, with Game Pass. So if any of any of your viewers have Game Pass, you can play Madden 24 for 10 hours right now. Uh, $70 game. You can just try it out for free. And like 10 hours is a lot. Yeah. You know, like the, the PS Plus game trials. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The PS Plus trials, you know, they're like two hours tops, I think. Um, you know, these 10-hour trials over, and to be clear, I don't want to shade PlayStation or anything. I mean, I know you're like primary Xbox. You probably wouldn't care. I'm but not I prefer Xbox. I'm not primary. My, my PlayStation's right, it's right here. Fair I'll... enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I have two PlayStation controllers at my desk at all nice. times. <laughs> so to be to be fair, uh, you can get EA Play on PlayStation, I think for $5 a month or something. It's just and an extra the, fee, yeah. You get the same trial if you have EA Play, but it, it's baked into your Game Pass subscription, which is really helpful. So that's why I play it on Xbox. And uh, yeah, I lost like seven eight hours of my footage so i literally was like oh. going up to the minute of like <laughs> like i got the the final bit of footage i needed for the review like as it was like you have five minutes left in the trial and i was like stressing out you know yeah. so I, I was playing madden all weekend i've been playing a lot of hunt showdown um mm -hmm. shout out to crytech uh they have taken that game from being like incredibly niche and having a very very small player base to over the summer they just hit 
their uh, peak player base of like 45,000 players, uh, peak concurrent players, I think. And mm -hmm. that's because they have like a, an ongoing event right now. They're doing like a battle pass. Um, yeah, that, that game's really awesome. Uh, they stand to uh, hit it big, I guess, by being the first in the like extraction shooter game, which for whatever reason, or I guess scene, for whatever reason, that scene seems to be like the new breakout territory that like everybody wants to jump in. You know, if, if, if our viewers out there saw like the, the PlayStation Showcase, uh, like a month and a half ago, I think now, it, it was primarily focused on like a bunch of live service games that seemed to be extraction shooters. So, okay, yeah. The reason this seems to be like the new frontier, you know, everybody's sort of giving up on the Battle Pass model. They're like, okay, Fortnite and Apex, they already exist. We're not going to be able to muscle out the big contenders there. Let's jump on this sort of, we're anticipating this is going to be a trend. Let's go, let's go do it. But yeah. players like Hunt and Tarkov, like they've been doing this, man. So if this type of game gets big, the experience that these devs have with these games being out in the ether for, you know, four or five years, it's it's already paying off for Crytek. And more and more people are recognizing that Hunt is a really cool, very unique game with mm -hmm. not a lot of like, you know, kind of uh game mechanics or anything that you would bristle at there's microtransactions right. but it's completely cosmetic and nothing's like in your face like buy this now or like whatever or it's like just, yeah it goes away hey. next week and you're like oh man you know it's like how yeah. did you get that skin well i was here this one random week and you know it had that and they literally have a battle pass like once a year like it's like a big event like they're like we're gonna pull this out for the event like it's not for the point of we want to make money all the yep. time it's like we're gonna give you 50 tiers to go through we've we've made some very bespoke content it's literally like actual guns that you can unlock and stuff and all that's free in the yeah. battle pass any of the actual substantive unlocks that affect your gameplay is all in the free battle pass and they nice. pull that out once a year and it's a big event and a lot of people are noticing so yeah Hunt showdown check it out okay that's actually that's really good to hear especially because it's what I think about in a marketplace of ideas is like, that's where we kind of are in right now. And the good ideas I, I want to reward, right? Because we want to have those metrics because, but like we said, we, we played a little bit of Halo uh, this uh, this past, uh, this last week on a Thursday randomly. And their battle pass model, I, I want to champion because mm -hmm. despite season one, two and threes, core problems of which I invented uh, frustration. And I try to avoid that. Like I have to get to a point where I am just in a way feeling a little bit defeated about about a game <laughs> before i'm like let me go and put this out on the internet for all eternity but season four really <laughs> delivers and i still have all of my previous battle passes so being that they've in, in my view have solved a lot of the problems with the current season all of my past seasons are still preserved for me and i actually appreciate that immensely and so i think uh like i hope the battle pass evolves to that because the other game that i'm playing i don't know if this has been on your radar at our, uh, all is wayfinder which launched to early access this last week's thursday as well so in fact people were like why are you playing halo on thursday don't you know wayfinder comes out and i'm like don't you know it's a game as a service game and that means on it, when it comes out you're probably not going to play it like you're going to want to play it, but you won't be able to play it. And I was correct. So I was able to the kick Diablo back. thing. All Dude, over yeah. again. Oh, every time. And it's and it's so funny because like I, I, I tend to rub people the wrong way because they're frustrated. I'm frustrated, but I also approach it at a I understand it like I can understand why this happened. I understand why they, they, they didn't well, have enough servers. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. Yeah. So I don't end up coming off as like somebody who like people are like you're just defending the devs i'm like i'm just explaining what the reality of this world is and i i share in your frustration but i i can't divorce that in my mind so that i end up having that kind of conversation um but i was able to kick back play it on uh sunday absolutely amazing and what they're doing with their battle pass which is also interesting is that you buy the battle pass you keep the battle pass but they only sell you the battle pass during that season. And so their their whole take is actually unique. It's like you're working on like this tower of rewards and you kind of traverse the tower however you want with the various keys. So I I, I appreciate what, they, what they've delivered and I'm actually having an, an enjoyable time with it uh, thus far. And so, man, dude, it's can a good time to be about, a gamer. Go ahead. Can yeah, you talk up? about that more? Like, I, like I've, this is actually completely off of my radar. I have seen that name 
thrown around a little bit although i i think i was conflating it with viewfinder actually ah, which is an yeah, indie game that dude. came out like two, yeah. yeah two weeks ago that is actually very good uh so people go check that out mm-hmm. but uh like what like what what what's the genre of game for this what are the game mechanics right. oh <laughs> the show was not we did not block a lot of time for wayfinder talk but i'm excited that we're having some of it um so it is an action we're rpg get off the rails man dude, come on dude this this show should be named off the rails with uh with kirk and brian but we're gonna keep up the radio just because uh, i'm stubborn um the uh <laughs> the uh it uh it literally is that uh an action rpg mmo light and it has this like when you play it the action combat is i think so solid it's it's just instantly fun you immediately start to feel kind of diablo roots but then it expands into kind of a shared world so the instance dungeons are 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 a big kind of driving part and then then all of a sudden when you really are just like living in this kind of world and you're seeing other characters running around with the art style it gives you uh like uh wild star vibes and for anybody who remembers wild star like that was an mmo that's no longer with us rip wildstar but there were some real funny things and some real like nice aesthetics and so i'm finding that the uh, the gameplay uh in and of itself is driving it i'm not necessarily interested or too connected to the story but that's I- i'm i'm paying attention to it but there's so many things i'm like i have no idea what this means okay we're gonna go into this thing and, and we're gonna go kill this boss i'm game and i love that and the fact that it also is a you know the multiplayer aspect of it is a big driving factor for me but uh it's a technical free-to-play game but because it's early access you have to buy the founders pack to get a part of it and it's pc ps5 and eventually uh once early access is concluded it will actually roll out to xbox with crossplay cross save uh as well so it's in and of itself i think they've outside of the server and queue issues i haven't seen any problems and that's you know that that's high praise uh, for the team for what they've been able to deliver but i know they're not happy because i've been tweeting out like we're so sorry and we're so there's whenever you partake in this better than that than yeah. nothing you know well, that like, and then they're also like hey we're gonna like give people these rewards and we're gonna do these like they're gonna come up with a plan to kind of in a way like i don't feel we need compensation but when a dev does that when these service issues are obviously happening it goes a long way it's literally just depositing trust into the bank with the player base as opposed to like well what do you guys want <laughs> you're like you should have you know sorry that our game's popular like they were you know they're always <laughs> they're caught off guard in that in that case but anything else that you've been uh you've been playing because I, I i i see we got modern warfare 3 behind you are you excited about that coming out here later this year um i i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna wait and see i'm gonna <laughs> oh, wait and see on that one no hot take uh, here for Kirk. all right yeah like i I was excited for Modern Warfare 2, mostly because of like brand name recognition, which like yeah. I hate myself for that. Like it, it's just a name. Like it means nothing mm-hmm. for them to reuse these names. It's a completely different game with completely different systems. But I, I did get excited for, for Modern Warfare 2. And then I played the beta and then I wasn't excited anymore. And that yeah. was basically the end of that. So, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm not like a big time Call of Duty gamer, so I don't, I don't really have any like uh, takes on like the gameplay of, of of the new Modern Warfare 2 or whatever. I really liked Modern Warfare 2 on the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the new one is, I mean, it's just a modern take on that. It's fine. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with this one. I know a lot of people were complaining about sort of like the the whole the whole like sentiment when the game came out last year was that oh this one's just catering to the casual gamer dads or whatever on their flat screens in their living room which i never (laughs) understood because like yeah yeah, like what like that's you know how what what percentage of the gaming audience is that probably a large portion so not only is that (laughs) patrick pender says it's fine Um, (laughs) you're on take that's fine it's fine (laughs) what a reasonable take because the internet that's 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 what we'll we'll pivot to in a little bit with uh the starfield discussion but twitter in and of itself is a source of uh, absolute insane hot takes and then kirk bringing it in with here's here's my rational gamer yeah okay here's my my hot take i thought they said they weren't making a game this year i thought they said when that was one of the main draws for me for modern warfare 2 and this could just be i don't know i could just be wrong i i I could just be misremembering i don't know uh i didn't i didn't look it up online before we got on the show but i i genuinely thought that they said hey you know like the assassin's creed thing basically from like back when they put out two games in one year which i liked both of those by the way that's another hot take 
but they were like, yeah, maybe we got a little too carried away. We literally made two games in a year. You guys didn't like that. So like, whatever. And Call of Duty was like, we put out a game every year and, you know, after COVID and everything and just the, the strain that this takes, we're going to actually uh, basically preserve. There's a lot of live service games that are doing well right now. I mean, look at like Rainbow Six Siege. Like how old is that game? Right. We're going to preserve this game ecosystem for Modern Warfare 2 for uh you know two cycles basically two years we're gonna skip a you know fall call of duty release cycle mm -hmm. and uh prioritize like updates in warzone during that time and then we're gonna put out you know another banger uh in two years instead of one and then they just didn't do that so right. i don't know what happened uh but that that would have been very disappointing to me because one of the main reasons i was thinking about buying modern warfare 2 is like if i do spend 70 to 100 dollars on this game which you basically have to spend 100 because it's like pay to win so like why are you even spending yeah. 70 you're just gonna get dunked on by 12 year olds but um you know if i spend 70 to 100 dollars to play this game you know i'm then the longevity adds a, a better value proposition for me to get my money my money's worth out of that you know like like destiny or any of the like mmo light games that that you play out and not that you play destiny but you play mmo light I games do. okay yeah. I, I mean i figured like you're kind of into that genre so like it, it it's more value for what you're paying for and they're like yeah no we're just gonna release modern warfare 3 and make a boatload of cash again so uh you'll buy it like oh whatever. yeah they, they like you like two hey we got a third here but you why, go but why did yeah. they say that if they were they didn't even they didn't have to say that. i honestly just wonder if it's legitimately that it's all hinging on hey we're, we're waiting for to close we're gonna close all right, we haven't closed yet. We should probably announce oh. something because if it doesn't close, because like literally it's like, okay, we're closing in July. We got this little like, okay, no big deal. And then it's like, okay, well, they're still their own independent operating company. And so they got to make that kind of call. Microsoft has no sway. I don't know. This is obviously theory. You're the lawyer here. So you would maybe have a little bit more insight to like contractual stuff. But I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, they're, they're not the same company. And so it's August what's happening this fall okay we'll just release this because we were working on it it was done and we were just going to hold off on an announcement because that's easy to do because you could have just closed it could have been secretly just been like no nah, we're going to just wait but you know you you know kind of the hand was forced that's my opinion and also as the sony contract they got a good point game the grave uh they haven't that still exclusivity deal as a part of the early access things with sony as of this like ending this like year so this phil, is the last time phil couldn't enough. stop it phil, phil tried it. He, tried. he couldn't he couldn't get in there in time he got ah. exclusive skins and guns and okay operators all kinds of stuff phil phil tried his best he got grilled by lawyers for two days straight and that was wild dude yeah <laughs> we're like, not we're not talking about it no we're not talking about it. it's oh, done <laughs> on that on that point though just to be clear uh i know like probably literally nobody watching cares about this but but i do uh your your channel is all about like integrity and and well, you know, your yeah, character and stuff well that's one of the underlying values of it's not what it's all about but um i am not actually a lawyer i went to law school okay i'm not i'm not licensed to practice so i, I, I know no no no, not at all um so and a lot of people don't even know the distinction for that but like just for integrity's sake and out of respect for like my potential future colleagues like a richard hogue or something like yeah i am not equal to them yet i went to school i have a degree but i am not licensed to practice law, are you working so on the license though an attorney i am it's uh yeah it's tough. It's okay tough. oh no i know it's freaking hard dude yeah 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 but uh, it's tough to do this it. and that as well uh yeah <laughs> probably bit off more than i could chew but you know whatever we're having a no, good man time. dude you only got one life bite it all off let's yeah. go you know <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh i'm gonna pivot a little bit on the conversation though uh, because you brought up a couple uh, of really interesting points, but I want to I want to take it back into our Halo 4 discussion for a little bit because uh, we were talking about battle passes in and of itself. I invited you back into Halo 4 as a part of just like, hey, let's hang out, play some games. I enjoy talking to you. This is a lot of fun. By the way, you're coming on the podcast on Monday. It's a good opportunity for us to continue just to get to know each other a little bit better. Um, but what would you say? Because you talked about extraction shooters. You talked about the hunt. You talked about like Modern Warfare, uh, you know, Call of Duty. What does Halo need to do to really truly start to win people back? Is it a slow march up a hard hill? Or is there like, do you think there's something big off in the horizon that they're working on that will get people re-engaged and re-excited about Halo Infinite? Oh man. The, so the way that you worded that question, what does Halo need to do? 
yeah to get people back in oh god i mean so there's two sides of this right there's the fact that 343 for whatever reason has not been let's say the most punctual in terms of putting content out in fact they've lagged uh pretty far behind i don't know if i want to say the industry standard but i guess the the main players the people out there that we we respect and admire and engage with their content like a bungee like a epic like a um activision i guess yeah um you know they are not quite keeping pace uh, and that's probably an understatement that being said if you gave the game to somebody else if you gave the game to a different dev what i guess i'm going to answer your question with a question which i hate myself for it's okay what, what would that dev have to do to quote unquote win people back like right i don't i like you know i unless it's gonna become apex legends or it's gonna become you know an extraction shooter it's gonna become some other mechanically distinct game from what we know and love about halo i don't know what they can do to innovate basically what halo is as an online lobby multiplayer game like cod is still the same and yeah. people play cod so so what but is it like do people cod just want... also has a lot of new modes right like when you go play like dmz when you go play warzone like you're uh, experiencing something that uh, like it feels next generational even though the battle royales have been with us for a little while you're on this massive map and then all of a sudden they're like hey we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and so that's like you know chat like in my point in, in answering the you know the question that you know you toss back this way i think they need to have these kind of modes i think the fact that if they're afraid of this kind of representation for these modes themselves in their game they're they're automatically just kind of like shooing off a, a big part of the, of the market and i enjoy arena like i do but arena doesn't necessarily have as big of a draw as it either used to have or it's just overshadowed by things in, in the shooting space that has an even bigger, you know, draw. Well, and Brian, then they're yeah. just chasing the next, they're just chasing the next trend though. And and that that has shown time and time again to not be uh, super productive or lucrative. Right. I mean, look at, look at Ubisoft's Hyperscape. Yeah. That game showed up and then was here for like a like a moment and then it's gone right because everybody's that's like the risk oh yeah. yeah you made you made a battle royale like the other yeah. four that already exist right you know? Fort, that's i'm that's just gonna Ubisoft. go back to Fortnite. like, like if Ubisoft you guys yeah. has the budget the resources the money the know-how some might dispute the know-how but they have all <laughs> the you know resources that they need to to make a game that's successful that follows certain trends yeah and i just look i think the only way First off, I think the the problem is is that Halo has sort of come and gone as a mainstay tentpole like zeitgeist all-encompassing occupying type of force mm -hmm. uh in the same vein as like, you know, everything has its time. You know, uh people on the street don't talk about Breaking Bad quite as much as they used to. They still talk about it, but it's not it doesn't occupy this sort of it's you not know, in pinnacle on the like... heel the hill, yeah. Uh, yeah, those both put our hands Slap on the mic. Put, yeah, put our <laughs> hands all over the screen at the same time. It doesn't occupy that like pinnacle on the hill type of yeah. status. And Halo's like the same way. Like 2008, 2009, you know, Halo was was topped off. You know, nothing is touching Halo. Um, you know, I would argue at least from a like critical standpoint or like public opinion standpoint, maybe not a financial or like lucrative standpoint. Even Call of Duty couldn't match Halo. Like people loved halo and there was yeah. there's a level of quality and polish there there's a level of narrative and storytelling that also complemented the awesome you know multiplayer lobbies that you could go into with your friends uh that was just unrivaled and i think that time has sort of come and went so the the pushback or the the dislike of halo infinite i think it says less about halo infinite as uh, you know, a failure of a game in terms of game design and not having, you know, the things that it needed to succeed and more about it just being a 
pretty decent Halo game in, you know, the 2020s. Yeah. And people just being like, that's not satisfying anymore. There's all this other stuff out there that I can engage with that is like, you know, there are groundbreaking. Like, I've experienced now what it feels like to play a battle royale and drop in and I'm in action immediately. And if I die, I just go out and I come back in again. You know, I'm not doing this five to 10 minute multiplayer match, you know, that kind of, you know, can feel like a slow burn by comparison or like whatever it is, you know, that you're comparing to that's out there now that is, you know, has all the buzz around it. Halo is not that thing. And so I don't think that Halo trying to become that thing is the way that it's going to find success. The only way that they can make Halo occupy that sort of uh you know pinnacle space in the zeitgeist again is for them to be truly innovative which is very Risky. very difficult yeah. uh, if you look at something like god of war i mean that is you know hitting the gold mine the lightning in the bottle they had this idea to take this character which was really like not a lot going on he's just angry and yells a lot you know he's he's, he's brutal he's aggressive you know, Kratos was not a very deep, well-rounded character in the original game, save for like a few dynamic elements, you know, going on with his backstory. Obviously, they completely turned that on its head. And he's like one of the most dynamic characters ever in gaming, even though he's a man of few words at this point. So they they absolutely crushed it. But like not, a, I mean, everybody who, and you know this, everybody who sets out to make a game, like they want to crush it. They want to, uh, you know, realize their vision as, as literally and comprehensively as they possibly can. But it doesn't always work like that because that's very, very difficult to do. And, you know, only the, the best of the best uh, rise to the top. Mm -hmm. And so with Halo, like, we all love Halo and we remember when it sort of just, it just, it just came around at a time and it was what it was. You know, Bungie was that. Bungie accomplished the lightning in a bottle with the original Halo trilogy. It hit at the exact right time. And it's 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 a masterpiece. It's the the whole series is, is a classic as far as that trilogy goes. And you know that it will always exist as a space in time. But they essentially they would have to do it with Halo again. Mm -hmm. They cannot yeah. just add some stuff that other people have done successfully and make Halo somehow culturally relevant again. Like they would have to figure out a way to do a new innovative thing that nobody has done. And then it's then it's distinctly Halo. Like then, what people perceive as what does it mean to be Halo? Like what do I what am yeah, I what looking mean? at for a Halo game? What what experience is that going to offer me? That that thing would be become a new thing that was new, relevant, and distinct from anything else that's out there. And for a particular franchise IP to accomplish that twice. It's very, very difficult. And I think people yeah. are expecting, you know, the world here because it's, it's Halo. It's Halo. How could yeah. it disappear? Things disappear all the time. Game franchises recede in relevance and, you know, only only the few uh, come back in full force. So it's a it's a it's a tall order what we're expecting from halo and i think because it's halo you know it has that halo, weight it has that yeah, weight on it, top it, of it everybody just thinks oh they have to do it they have to be able to bring it back they i mean it, it's more likely than not that halo will never be as popular as it was ever again i do yeah. i do i dream do i hope in the same way that you hope for final fantasy 14 to come to xbox yes are all things possible yes they are we've we've seen are that manifest probable? itself recently <laughs> yeah so it's like we all want that, I think, except for the, the Sony fanboys out there that just want every Xbox game to See, fail. I would and, push uh, that Halo needs to come to PlayStation. I, I like Call of Duty's everywhere. Bring Halo to PlayStation because that it, when you start to think about what is the real aspect, what is the draw, is that people are playing the game and it's a multiplayer game. Let people just play where they are. And but at the same time, like, will that happen? I think it becomes a negotiating, uh, you know, uh, you know, strategy saying, hey, you release your multiplayer games on our platform, we'll release our multiplayer games on your platform, regardless of first party, third party, or whatever kind of deal. And I think then gamers win. And that's what I'm personally hoping for. I don't know if we're anywhere close to that, but I'm a hopeful guy. Like, as, <laughs> I'm as, high on that hopium, man. As X, yeah, it is hopium because as, as <laughs> Xbox executive Matt Booty was quoted saying in court, 
uh, about giving away their exclusives. No effing way. <laughs> well, not giving, there would, it wouldn't be a giving away. It'd be considered a horse trade where it's like, sure. you know, Sony, like, listen, like we're in a mutually assured. <laughs> give us Final Fantasy, dang it. Well, and we'll, and it's like, you know, and we'll sit here and we'll give you guys this as well. Like it ends yeah. up becoming like, and I, and I could see a future where the platforms have timed exclusives where it's like, okay, we're going to sit here and say like, our games, we're going to publish them on your platform, but it's going to be first to PlayStation and then first to Xbox. Because at the end of the day, like game sales are the driving force. And that's where I think the, the industry is going. It's still like in my mind, I'm still thinking 10 years from now when we're in the 2030s, when you have a whole new generation of gamers coming in going like, but I don't want to own every platform. Why should I have to own every platform? I don't need to own an Android phone and an iPhone at the same time to experience the app stores, you know, in those regards. And so it'll become like this weird thing that I think people, you know, might, might push back against. It really just depends. We'll have to see what I, like, I think the solution though is cloud for a lot of it, where it's just like, okay, Netflix runs on the PlayStation and it runs on the Xbox. On the Xbox, the PlayStation streaming app runs and on the X, you know, PlayStation, the Xbox streaming app runs. You're still subscribed. You're still doing the whatever. And then you can kind of just tap into the, you know, the code base uh, that's then pushing the game to you. So that becomes an option. It doesn't necessarily become mandatory um, in that case. But uh, before we uh, transition to uh, Starfield, because I'm really excited to hear your thoughts about it, uh, you know, because we haven't actually sat down and talked about Starfield yet. A huge shout out. Thank you so much, uh, Bearded Blevins. If you guys aren't following Bill, uh, Bearded Blevins, uh, awesome guy. Uh, I consider him a great friend. He's let me sleep over at his house. So. Uh, you know, I would hope that he trusts me and <laughs> I trust him with my life. So uh, he's really tall in, in real life. So I uh, thank you so much for that raid, dude. Please go and be sure to follow uh, Bearded Blevins. Uh, he streams on Twitch and uh, also I welcome in uh, Raiders and more. If you guys are enjoying the shows, if you enjoy this, we're going to be doing this podcast, Epically Radio, every other week as just a way of getting uh, all of what's going on in gaming uh, you know, going, uh, catching you guys up and giving our thoughts on it. Uh, but be sure to like, sub, share, and hopefully come back, uh, you know, for these shows. But that's a really good, you made some really great points, obviously, about Halo. Because it is this weird position they're in. It kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because they, you know, would we all want them to do something brand new that we haven't seen and it's really exciting? Yes. I think everybody kind of wants that as their first and foremost. But that is so hard to do. Like it's, it's easy to say like, just do something new and make it fun. Like, okay. Oh, that good call. Make it, uh, make it groundbreaking and, and better yeah. than anything I've ever experienced and, in my life. Yeah. Ever, you know, that no one is doing it yet. You know, yeah. like, uh, I don't even know what it is, but it, do it. Game of the and, year. Uh, Come on. Game of the year. How Come is on. Halo not game of the year? Every Halo. Like that's, that's absurd. It's so that's long absurd, between Ryan. them. Should be it's so game long. The, I mean, yeah. Zelda can do it. Why can't Halo? Yeah, but the Zelda's also at that uh, at that twenty frames a second, so you you got to hit that like on you know, on old hardware uh, to be able to get that qualification. Oh man, it, that Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom makes me just angry at Nintendo for not having a Switch Two out yet. And so we're like, come on next year, buddy. Let's let's get a little bit more a little bit more juice uh, flowing. Nintendo's gonna Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo's yeah. gonna do whatever the f they want whenever they want it, and still, they're like, still no uh, Twilight still Princess and uh, Wind Waker. Where's Wind Waker on the Switch? Yeah. That came out for the Wii U. <laughs> come on, Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm loving it. My uh, my GameCube copies uh, keep keep going up in value every minute, so uh, it, it, I'm okay. It's, it's it's fine. They don't need to bring. No, I'm kidding. It'd be really great if they brought those titles yeah. to Switch. They Patrick, really yeah, Patrick says, uh, Brian, I can't believe you said that part out loud. Now we're going to see Android and Apple have more exclusives. Hopefully, I did not just curse the universe. Hey, there's Apple saying. Arcade. Apple Arcade yeah. exists. Yeah, it does, it does, so, it does. there's some games that are it's only a service there, thing. So, yeah, yeah. Service, it's, it's all it's all selling that service model. That's yeah. what they're really kind of shooting for. All right, let's talk about Starfield because this is a game that, like, prior to the Xbox kind of big announcement, I was just like, "What is it?" Like, they were like, "Hey, here's a screenshot of the logo. Cool, it's Bethesda." Like, okay, and then it's like finally seeing them show up and really just kind of like you're doing this we're doing this we're doing this all of a sudden i was like dude this sounds amazing and as an interesting kind of counterpoint to boulders gate 3 which has that turn-based tactical strategy driven combat for those of you who are looking for an action game like it's a shooter you know in this case but then it also has this bethesda rpg to it and i for me like you obviously get the fallout behind you 
I could never really resonate with Fallout. Fallout wasn't my Bethesda game. I played Elder Scrolls and I was like, yes, I like the, the high fantasy. My friend really loved Fallout. I loved watching him play Fallout, but I just was like, no, I'm not, it's not my aesthetic. But what Starfield, just like they showed me, I was like, this is this is great. I'm I'm excited for Starfield. Let's buckle up and go. It's and a lot so, less brown and dirt colored. Very, it's very pretty. It feels yeah. like, you know, you're actually like, let's go to the stars. You know, let's let's have this kind of adventure, this space adventure. So I'm I'm very, very much looking forward to it. But I'd like to get your thoughts on it because like, where do you fall? Like, this is a game that obviously I think has a lot of eyes and attention on it. But what's your read right now? Like, are you positive, negative? Uh, are you playing it when it comes out? Or are you going to wait? So I don't, I don't know what it is with this game. Um, but I, for, for whatever reason, it feels like I have like this, uh, involuntary hype blocker on right now. Like that's, I, <laughs> that, that would got you. That would got you. I love that. Hold um, on. Let like, me just engage my hype blocker. <laughs> no, it, but it's involuntary. Like I, for whatever reason, I mean, yeah. I, I, I saw the showcase. I mean, it, it looks blank and amazing. Um, this, this game looks insane. I don't know if it's like no man's sky syndrome, uh, especially with the, the literal like genre and mechanics of the game being like very similar. I just, so here's the thing. I fell in love with the elder scores for oblivion mm -hmm. as I guess a child. I don't know if it's right to say a child. I was like, you know, entering my adolescence, but in, in my, in my youth, I fell in love with elder scrolls oblivion probably still one of my favorite games it's a janky mess but like whatever yeah. i love it so yeah. much it's so amazing and for 2006 like if you go back and look at 2006 and what came out in 2006 it's insane it is absolutely insane that that game came out in 2006 or summer like, baby that's like, the, that what started this whole mess <laughs> like like that game is was so far and above anything else that was out at that time and most people still had a playstation 2 at that time mind you oh yeah so, i mean like why when i played that game it absolutely destroyed my little mind um but you know ever since then i've been a big big bethesda fan just because like you know you, you win me over once like that i'm not really gonna desert you unless you do something really terrible <coughs> red fallen uh, fall 76 but um I, you know, I really enjoyed Skyrim as well. It's, you know, it's the same thing, but it's a new generation. It's, it's better in almost every aspect, except maybe the narrative, but it's better in almost every aspect. And mm -hmm. so these games, like I really have an attachment to these games and I really love them. Fallout, you know, I know it's behind me, but at same as you, like, I've, I, I think there's people that are either like Elder Scrolls, like I, I love, I live, breathe Elder Scrolls or Fallout. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think you can be both i think you right. like the other one most likely because the rpg systems and the dna yeah. are similar but i think there's people that are huge 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 fallout fans that kind of like elder scrolls and there's mm -hmm. people that are huge yeah. huge huge elder scrolls that kind of yeah. like fallout right and usually people don't like hate the other one because it's like you're kind of playing the same game here like how is that possible uh so it's like i I don't I don't know. I guess I don't want to get my hopes up right. as somebody that like really is just a giant Elder Scrolls fan. Uh, you know, this is not that. So I think right. I just I want to keep an open mind. You know, it's in space. I am not necessarily like a huge like I don't get like intensely excited for space games. Like I, I still haven't gotten around to playing the Mass Effect trilogy. I really need to do that. I hear that all three of those games are absolutely amazing. Don't they like, have the legendary like remastered edition on Game yes. Pass? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, just a time thing, man. Three, three, three very big RPG games. It's kind of scary, you know. I might be able to stream that because, like, I, 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 yeah, Mass Effect was a big miss for me. It was one of the things that, like, I was so ingrained in Final Fantasy XI that I kept saying, like, oh, I'll get to that. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll, when I take a break, I'll. I'll go play Mass Effect. I mean, good thing because one of them that. you can still play, and the other one you can't. So yeah. well, can, you might use your 11. time wisely. <laughs> <I can still play laughs> you, had a, you had a limited window uh, to play that one, so you can play the Legendary Edition now. Of, of yeah, Mass and that's Effect, that. So. That would be what I would do. I would I would just play the Legendary Edition and and go and experience. You know what people continue to do. You know, levy high praise. And you but know, so space. You know, I. It's cool. Like the, everything about this game is so cool. And everything that they showed is just, it's, it's insane. It's amazing. The, the level of depth 
and 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 the layers that they have here and all the just all the ability to sort of like frame your journey your adventure however you want to mm-hmm. everything from you know your starting trait or whatever where they have like the adoring fan from oblivion like following you around or you know they show like there's one where like you have like parents that like are like yeah. very like helicopter you, like whatever we're gonna like, give you stuff too yeah. yeah um you know and and everything in between in terms of like uh, all all the different plants you can go to whether you're like more exploration oriented or you're you know more uh, uh questing and, and accomplishment oriented you know you might even be like yeah. a, a minor resource outpost type i mean there's so much room for like there's so much role play potential here it's crazy yeah um and and it looks like it's just gonna be generationally defining in terms of how innovative it is i just i guess i just don't want to it's kind of like when you don't want to see a movie before you read a book or something like that like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to have all these preconceptions about what what this game is going to be you know what i found though is that if you watch the movie then read the book you're never disappointed but it's always that I feel a lot of people read the book and then they go see the movie and they're like, that let me down. It's like, no, I like watch the movie. I'm like, oh, that's great. And I'll go read the book. And I was like, oh, that's, that's fair. even better. And that, that may not have been a good analogy because I don't even know how that how that syncs up with this situation one to one. But I, it's something to that effect of yeah. like, I, I know this game is going to be good and I don't know what my experience is going to be with it. And I think like that's a great starting place. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm going I, and I haven't decided if I'm going to do the early access i mean it's right there right for what is it 30 bucks i think like that's it's not a lot you know but then also it's like i feel dumb because like why am i paying money for a game that i'm just gonna get you're gonna get literally like five days days later later. yeah i don't know it gives you also plenty of time for reviews to get kind of people and sources that you trust i i'm already in i actually purchased the game on steam because that's essentially where I was like, I want it on Steam. You know, like I like I like Steam as my PC game place. I have issues with the Microsoft Store, and I know we're not talking about the Xbox Activision uh, merger, but I really hope that that closes and then they Xbox becomes and just uses Battle.net and just says buy Xbox app, cut it out, <laughs> like we're done with yeah. you, and and then that becomes their uh, you know kind of the PC storefront for their games because Battle.net is something I, I thoroughly thoroughly appreciate and enjoy, but. Anyway, uh, I, I just wanted to jump in on that. I guess, I guess bottom line, I it, it looks great. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. I think it's going to be a game of the year contender. Yeah. That being said, I just I just want to sit down and play it. Yeah. I just want to sit down and play it and, and have that experience as I play it. Be blown away. Um, you know, something uh, maybe maybe Elden Ring is probably like the best comparison. OK, OK, to this like Elden Ring. I, I just I, like with, with Miyazaki with From Software. I just I just knew it was gonna be yeah. You're amazing. like I'm sold. So I'm it did. Sold. So yeah. it didn't matter. Like it just it didn't matter. I could just be overwhelmingly hyped for this game that's gonna come out. And then I had that experience. Like when I jumped into the game and played it for the first ten hours, I was like, "Holy cannoli! This is one of the best games I've ever played in my life." Yeah. I. I'm a little more cautious. Like I'd rather just save up like rather than sort of that, that lead up of, Oh man, I can't wait for Star Wars to come out. I can't wait for Starfield to come out and like getting all excited and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I just want to wait until it's out. It's downloaded on my system. I sit down with my controller and I start playing it. And I'm like, Oh my God, this game is so good. Like, yeah, what? this game that's... is amazing. I think that's the experience that I want to have. And so like yeah. it, there's because like you know i bethesda new bethesda like they're not looking quite as good as they used to you know i mean i still love them but you know you can only re-release skyrim is so many times um and 76 like they're making it better or whatever and obviously that's a completely different type of game yeah this is them getting back to you know what they're good at mm-hmm. um yeah this there is a lot of people that said that fallout 4 was like yeah so and 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 i'm i I think it's good i think it's better than average for sure i think it's up there it's like an eight out of ten or something but you know and especially on launch day you know like usually bethesda games are like a buggy mess or whatever it's gonna it's gonna be an all-timer it absolutely this game is gonna be an all-timer i don't know what it's gonna be like on launch day i don't know what it's gonna be like the first month and i don't know what it's gonna be like for the game of the year conversation although i would probably be willing uh, if I had any extra money to throw around, which I don't, 
so I gotta gotta be more uh, conscientious about that stuff. But if if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would be willing to throw <laughs> in some money to say that you know it'll be nominated and it'll be a contender for game of yeah. the year. But is that a sure bet? No, it's not. No. It's that's definitely what, not. That's what makes it a bet. Like, yeah, it's not. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's it, it's like all signs point to this being you know another Elden Ring, another showstopper. Mm -hmm. um, that is just going to be a, a year defining game and potentially even a generational defining game. But it's like it doesn't cost me anything to to remain tentatively excited and just sort of temper expectations and then get in there and then have that experience and be like, oh, my God, this is one of the best games I've ever played. So that, that's my strategy right now. And it's not even really voluntary. It's not a conscious thing. I've just sort of felt myself doing that. And maybe that's like negative conditioning of of the industry you know over the last you know five you're getting to seven older you just get better and better and better and then eventually I you're mean, like i don't ah. think that i don't think that's why it is i think this is a gaming thing specifically i mean you do have games like i don't know like one of the more recent ones is like gotham knights or something but like you yeah. have these games that come out and it's just like oh my god dude like what what is it redfall what is this like what were they doing so and and redfall was like supposed to be like i mean sure I always sort of thought that, that that game was like a bit of a what what is it not not a wolf in sheep's clothing but like you know it, there's a like, lot of red flags it's like, like, it, like yeah it's like lipstick on a pig maybe is like a good a good one like it's just I like, like vampires so like I appreciate the aesthetic and anytime I can go shoot vampires it's like that was cool I enjoyed it but it was like for me my whole perspective is like that that's that takes the burn off with game pass it's like okay yeah they got some problems the lack of 60 frames like it ends up setting a narrative which makes starfield have to work harder uh to overcome that narrative too. you know it's another thing too expectations and stakes are very high mm -hmm. and yeah it's just you know if 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 there was if there was a setup for for just a colossal you know tragic fail um this would be it you know, I, I wholly expect the game to deliver, and I think Xbox is going to be able to collect their flowers at the end of the year yeah. for this one. But, uh, man, if it goes right. sideways, it's going to go real south. Yeah, it really like, is. that's where it's just going to be like, hey, here's a raging fire, and here's a bunch of kerosene on it, and now we're here's some <laughs> dynamite that we're just throwing on that. Now, Naya in chat says, I do wonder if Baldur's Gate 3 will have an impact, and that will have an effect on how people actually view Starfield. Do you have any thoughts about... Baldur's Gate 3, which is coming in as a game of the year contender, easily my game of the year for this year, having not yet played Starfield. And I, I like you, I'm actually like, I'm on the early access train, but I'm all, people are like, hey, Brian, you've got, you know, so many subs. Why don't you request a code? I was like, no, I don't want that. Like, I, I literally want to be a part of this moment, this core gaming experience that we all get to have together. I don't want early access to it. If they gave me the key, I think I would be tempted and installed it. I mean, but I mean, it's out like, now. I'm not seeking it out. You can just go buy it now. Baldur's well, Gate? I have Baldur's Gate. I'm talking about Starfield. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm yeah. playing Baldur's Gate. It's incredible. Okay. It's a say, great, like, amazing what? experience. I was like, are you waiting for PlayStation yeah. or something? What's going I, I'm waiting for PlayStation. I'm not I'm not a PC guy. Uh, so that's that kind of forced me out of the uh, the whole content creation space with that game. Oh, like, but it's coming it's, to PS5. It is, but, you know, there's going to be a hundred bajillion thousand videos out by that point, And for good reason, you know, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like it's it's gone and went now. We're in, you know, Madden and, and Immortals and then it'll be, you know, something. Yeah. it'll be Starfield. Yeah, the fall rolls on. So, uh, yeah, with uh, do I think that Baldur's Gate will influence people's perception of Starfield? No, like, I don't think that anyone credible in the space that you know does you know games media and you know evaluations reviews covers games uh for a living uh would would have a respectable opinion that basically says starfield is worse because Baldur gate 3 exists mm -hmm. however do i think that it makes the game of the re the year race contentious yes i think we could very much potentially have a similar situation to was it 2018 i think with red dead god that that's a long time ago no i think that was 2020 red dead redemption 2 and uh god of war the original god of god was that 2018 it had to be red dead redemption 2020. 2 come out in 2018 yeah i have i would oh i would have to god. put money on the, the least close to 2018 because when you say 2020 like that doesn't no 
that doesn't line up mentally because I get we are in 2023, so that puts it at five years ago, which that feels right for Red Dead Redemption 2. It feels awful for me. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, we might have a similar situation to that, and that's not even that's that's like if 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 God of War and Red Dead Redemption 2 came out the same year, which they did, and Zelda came out the same year too. Like that's basically yeah. what we're looking at here. Well, a lot of this ends up being things that probably got like a little bit delayed because of all the pandemic. And it's like kind of, and then all of a sudden 2020, you know, Hey, we're ready. And boom to this year. Yeah. Yeah, I hope hope we don't have a weak year next year because of that. I don't uh, think we, from everything that I'm their gaskets right now, as far as what they've been storing in the bank, everything that I'm looking forward to, you know, that's dropping next year. Like it, like, you know, a lot of things actually did already miss this year that I'm interested in playing. uh, And you know, that ends up. I haven't played RE4. I haven't played RE4 this year. Mm-hmm. now on this note like from uh you know to kind of i'm actually saying out, outside of i do think it will have an impact especially if starfields are really really impressive and that all of a sudden you have two just massive rpgs thoroughly loved and developed and i think the impact ends up being on the rest of the industry itself mm. i think you'd see narr- like you would see some narrative start to shift in terms of like oh maybe buyouts aren't such a bad thing oh maybe like you know etc cetera, etc cetera, isn't bad for the industry but it, it has to come out swinging and it's got to be did larian did larian get bought by somebody or is that just no like they're they're fully thing? independent yeah Okay. Uh, yeah, so Larian in and of his, but I'm saying like they have the resources, the time, the discipline, and the funding. Larian has that, and so does Bethesda. You know, you have the you have a big pocketbook uh, that there. And actually, one of the things that in terms of that I have that I'm personally excited for is that the release version number isn't 1.0 or even 1.01 or something like that. It's it's 1.6, which tells me that they finished one the ver- first the the release version. And then they continue to work on it, and now they're on the sixth iteration of that that release version, um, which, from a development perspective, I'm like, that's a good sign. Doesn't mean it's going to deliver, but it feels like they were like, you know what, this game's good, but what do you need to make it next level, you know, good? And they're like, well, give us more time, and we'll do this, 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 and this. And then it seems like Microsoft has at least afforded them that opportunity. But who knows? We'll find I, out I here in, in, in terms two weeks. of ta- tangible effects. Uh what it's more likely to do other than the two of them affecting the discourse about each mm-hmm. other is yeah. I think that they'll affect the discourse particularly for Western RPGs going forward. Mm-hmm. So like if if now that Baldur's Gate is like uh, I would I would say that people are, are saying that it's a generation generationally defining game. That's yeah. with a lot of recency bias, but that is you know that is the take right now. We'll see if that you know stands the test of time, so to speak. But if if Starfield comes out and just knocks it out of the park as well, then, you know, what kind of space does that set up for like an avowed to come out next year? You know, are people going to be forgiving to that game when it's not as large a scale as a Starfield or a Baldur's Gate 3? Expectations are going to be absolutely just devour it and say, oh, this is, you know, mediocre at best. Right. Um, And I think a lot of Western RPGs. Uh, from potentially like double A studios, maybe people will give them the benefit of the doubt because you know that they don't have the resources going in. But you know, the next, the next, I just, I mean, I guess Ubisoft doesn't really make Western RPGs. They make Assassin's Creed games that mm-hmm. are really Western RPGs in disguise. So maybe that doesn't count. But the next big, uh, you know, triple A RPG, maybe like e, something co- that comes out of EA, Dragon Age, maybe. What if Dragon Age? Dragon you know, Age, I think, is in trouble. Like what if Dragon, Dragon Age doesn't measure up to, to Baldur's Gate 3? And uh, I mean, that's honestly, that's probably the one. And it's like, <laughs> I think, I think that Bioware, oh God, I think that Bioware has this. I do. I think that Anthem was like the Redfall thing of like, we got told to make the game that we didn't really want to make. Because the leadership make a bunch didn't of money. even know what the game they were trying to make. They were like, yeah. just fumbling through it make a live service shows. game we need you to make oh. destiny like make it in a year and a half or like whatever it was you well know, that's a, like that never that, goes what well. they turned out in that short amount of time like imagine Pretty if they decent. were like here's what we want to make here's what we're going to make and then they yeah. just worked on it for five years i think they could have really done something special I, I actually like the things they did right in that game like the javelins were incredible but then everything else around it was just like what is this like garbage why is this so hard like it doesn't even align to anything that we if were they thinking just, if they just been. made uh anthem like mass effect or uh dragon age like it was yeah. just one of those games but it was 
I don't know. Uh, a game? You know, I, I don't, I just, like a full yeah, game? Like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm going to say, like, space exploration, but, like, that's literally Mass Effect. I don't know. Something right. different. Like, I don't know. Let's say, like, a Prometheus, you know, uh, alien style with, like, uh, you know, small yeah. horror elements or whatever. Or, like, uh, Interstellar or something like that. Like, more about, like, I'm on my own out in the wild instead of, you know, the Mass Effect. Like, you've got your crew members and your, mm -hmm. your relationships. If it was more like you're exploring you know, new planets in this suit and you got to survive the elements and like make it back to your base or yeah. whatever, you know, if they made it like that type of deal and it wasn't shoot all the robot dudes and get the purple yeah. loot and like whatever, I think that they oh, would have the, gotten the a completely different reception all, to that game. Just disgusting. Yeah, oh, man, like what, what, what could have been, but the, they looked at redoing it, you know? And so they were kind of like, Hey, here's what we're going to do. And the guy was in charge of that eventually actually got moved to being in charge of dragon age and he has since actually left the company like i the question is is like are there real leadership problems and then ea coming out like hey we would like to be bought you know <laughs> somebody buy us please after we continue to lose all these like licensing deals that we've basically bullied and locked the industry down into exclusives so, uh inquisition won game of the year i think from mm -hmm. Jeff's Jeff's deal. I think that was like one of the first years that Jeff did his thing. He either started in like 2012, 2013, or 2014, but they won yeah. the official game awards and they might have won the IGN that year too. Um, so I mean Inquisition got recognized as like a really well made game. Uh you may not think it was the best of that year, but it 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 got the award. Right. So uh, I just They've done it before. I don't really know. Like we were talking about Halo and how like the landscape for something like that has changed. Yeah. And I do think that, you know, first person shooters and multiplayer games, and especially a combination of both of those things, uh, that landscape is much more dynamic and is much more subject to trends than like I'm I'm gonna have a I'm gonna be an adventurer and I'm gonna have a mm -hmm a fantasy party and uh, we're going to go out on quests and I have a wizard and a knight and like whatever, <laughs> you know, those type of games like Baldur's yeah. Gate and Dragon Age. I think those are like kind of tried and true, you know? I mean, it's just like, do you make it well? Is there a lot of depth? Is there a lot of layers here? Is it engaging, etc.? And like almost every Dragon Age minus two maybe for some people has delivered on that. So yeah. I want to believe that they didn't just forget how to make that kind of game like i don't think that it being 2023 instead of 20 or let's a decade later inquisition came out in 2014 in one game of the year it'll be 2024 maybe if it doesn't get pushed back it might get pushed back so it'll be a decade later i don't know just that because it's 10 years later they just forgot how to make you know potentially one of the best games of the year in terms of this fantasy rpg Mm -hmm. role-playing uh you know a, a squad uh uh rts light yeah. type of game i i think that they know how to do that uh hopefully i don't i don't know if they you know going off and making anthem their 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 brains would have gotten all kerfuzzled and they now just don't know how to make <laughs> games anymore you know so i i hope that there's not anything to worry about yeah. but are they going to be up against it now that like the the world the gaming community uh as a whole has seen what western rpgs are capable of if starfield also delivers if starfield is a is a pile of crap then dragon age gets Ooh, to yeah. ride in on a golden chariot and right. be like we're here to save everyone and like what because it's like you yeah. know it's the last act that you're gonna follow uh and thankfully yeah. that won't well, be Baldur's gate and that's but, what i'm uh, saying about that impact it's like all of a sudden you're sitting here like Baldur's gate 3 bada bing it also comes out to playstation to be able to kind of give playstation players an option who don't apparently own a pc or have ever have you know don't have enough internet you know there like are some bare of bones internet. There, Brian, yeah okay right <laughs> like you don't have a computer like how the hell are we talking yeah I don't, I don't, what is this <laughs> oh what is yeah. this magical thing that i've uh, willed into existence but like there's a lot of things like it's like uh, like with starfield the barrier to entry to play that game is vastly reduced and they can and xbox continues to make moves in that direction but it's good that playstation players will have something that if they don't want to participate in what starfield is then they'll at least be able to participate in an insane game but the impact again like you said if it fails you get to come in you know it's like you know hey like 
you don't want to like it's like i hear a lot of comedians like oh man i don't want to follow because like you killed and then you walked into the thing and you're like i'm not that good or something like that it's like (laughs) oh guys hey i know the expectation was set up here Let's play around with it. But at the same um, time, they're already laughing. They're loose. Right. You know, they're loose. They're, they're they're warms up the ground. Right. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you say Starfield just hits and slaps. Then it's like, oh, are, are we going to continue this? Or are we going to be the ones who drop the ball? Because you don't want to be that that team where it's just like, you imagine having like coming off. Ma- imagine releasing, like you said, in 2024, where 2023 from an RPG perspective was just, I think, hit after hit after hit. And even the, the ones that didn't really land weren't, in my mind, like awful games they were just like all right that wasn't the best you know game that wasn't a 70 dollar game maybe that was a 40 dollar rpg and thus you still just like you sit you're coming out swinging and i think i think 2024 like you don't want to be you don't want to be the team that drops that ball you don't want to be like man we followed this up with a like a real swing and a miss well let me let me let me dole out some positivity here yes let's wrap it up with some positivity over over the last like seven or so years um we sort of had this epidemic in the industry of your no man's skies mm-hmm. your cyberpunks um you know your 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 buggy messes that release that clearly aren't finished uh you know gamers not getting the product that was advertised or the product up to a standard that you would expect when you pay $60 or more for a game when it launches and that has become almost the norm and people have gotten so used to it that they just like expect these games to kind of not be very great when they mm-hmm. come out you get like a gotham knights or or what have you um the the positive spin on that is that seems to be sort of ending um because of the red falls mm-hmm. because of the cyberpunks like these devs and these uh big companies that are controlled like the corporations that are controlled by you know, people that are very business oriented that, you know, care about their shales, shares and their profit margins and, you know, that what, you know, what they're uh, making this particular quarter and we got to get this game out, you know, by this particular date or whatever. They are starting to take notice, I believe, of like how much damage a, you know, cyberpunk type launch can and cost you to, to your, your game to the and share. to your brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so exactly. you take a look at something and, and, and Redfall is, is another example of that, of like, you know, just absolute commercial and uh, critical flop. Yeah. So you, you look at a game like Suicide Squad, you know, that that trailer came out and people were like, no, I don't want anything to do with that. And so mm-hmm. they said, all right, <laughs> we we heard you. We're, don't worry. We're putting all it right. back in the oven. We're going to yep. let it cook as long as we need to. Whatever. And that's like. That's a very new concept. You know, it mm-hmm. was only like five years ago that we even had the concept of people putting out these games that were like, oh, we'll just patch it. Oh, we'll just patch yeah. it. And we'll like, patch it later. Like, we'll patch why, it later. Why is this happening? So as technology is evolving, now, you know, we're sort of getting to the, the you know, that, that sort of turns over and goes to a positive area, which is, hey, why don't we just take the time that we need and put this game out when we feel good about it and mm-hmm. people will actually you know reward us for that you know not only with their sentiment but with their dollar and i think a lot of uh companies are finding out that that is actually a strategy that works and we're seeing more and more uh the these games get delayed for you know sometimes uh successively like two three times uh delayed because they're not willing to put out a bad product and that is that's a very very good thing for the industry and i think that we should applaud that when games mm-hmm. get delayed and we were excited about them uh you know I, I would encourage everybody to never be like oh i wanted it to come out sooner it, they're delaying it for a reason, reason you know they're yeah. trying to uh right. meet the standard that they need to meet for you the consumer so i think that that's a trend that we're going to see more and more developers and publishers do and it it's just going to lead to more great fully completed feature complete games on release and yeah. uh we're gonna benefit from that i hope so it's gonna be interesting to see because i know sony is uh, making a bigger push into you know games as service-based games and it's not that they can't be bad but it's like there is a a good chance that they're not going to launch in a state that that are that's that's feature complete that feels like an experience it's like that that mindset that we'll fix it later that basically what's called the minimal viable product the mvp like yeah they released the minimal viable product and then they're going to try to build up from there and 
uh you know like it is that's again the marketplace of ideas so if, if gamers don't show up and don't support it then that model ideally might uh just go away um but not that like a game can't be a really good service-based game but you just got to launch with that in mind and at the end of the day like you know like i said i was a, like i'm a destiny player but i play destiny like this part of the year and then the rest of the year i kind of just get entertained by the people who made destiny their career and are mad about it you know and it's like all right like um you, you made that choice yeah. you know good luck on your transition to variety which is like you know like that's hard the, spi <laughs> the spice of life it is it is the spice of life it's the most important thing and yet like the the algorithms that we have on our lives like they re they reward you it's kind of like workaholism like if you're a workaholic you're like you're only rewarded with positive feedback you're providing for your family you're getting even more money yada 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 and then you're just like working yourself and you know to death and that's that's no way to live at all but let's yeah let's wrap up on that <laughs> you're impending doom um guys uh, this has been epic loot radio thank you kirk for joining all of his uh, his uh, channel is in the description uh we're gonna be back uh next uh, in two weeks from now it's technically the uh it's technically labor day so we might have a show that day we might not but just mm -hmm. note that that is something that we got and we'll keep you guys up to date on the schedule so be sure to subscribe here at work the game where we do the podcasts and uh, go check out Kirk. Go check out Ginger Prime. Go have a wonderful and fantastic day. And uh, Kirk, you have any uh, final thought before I uh, run the, uh, the the cool uh, you know music that we can dance to behind? No, thank th th thank you so much. This was an absolute pleasure. Uh, so kind of you to have me on. I, I really enjoy it. And yeah, hopefully we can uh, do this uh, pretty consistently and, and provide some great content for everyone. Speaking of great content for everyone, if you do make your way over to my channel, I just did a couple of reviews. It's football season almost guys and uh just did a madden 24 review so make sure to go check that out and uh we got more reviews coming on the channel we got Im immortals of avium which i can't talk about because i got a review code so uh what? maybe maybe me and brian can can talk about that next time we get together just maybe but... a, we'll do a special we won't do the show live we'll just get together on a thing Ooh. and run it yeah out you guys TV. you guys won't even be there we'll just we'll just have a little conversation <laughs> just me and brian and then we'll, we'll post it later you guys won't get ah. to, to get to be in on that until we post it but yeah we're, we're, we're having lots of fun over there and I, i'm just trying to cover trying to cover what's going on in the gaming space i cover content drops for like marvel snap and dead by daylight you know i'm gonna be on oh man alien and dead by daylight that's so cool alien yeah. and ellen ripley i'm so psyched Dude, that, that game is awesome I, I i actually really enjoy dead by daylight julie yeah, the and I coolest collabs like oh yeah that's what makes that game so awesome is didn't they just do a uh, freaking um nick cage baby nick cage, yeah nick cage i got a yeah. nick cage video on the channel come on over uh drop me a sub if you like what you see when you get there and uh yeah we'd love to have all you guys but thank you again so much brian for having you on you were a great host and it was my pleasure to be here and hopefully like i uh hopefully i didn't talk too much nonsense. no dude but, i love it i love it I, like i said i tell you like we i told him the pre-show just jump in cut me off like it's like that's the nature and it's like i want to always try and encourage people that's how we talk to my family we're italian mm -hmm. we just jump in and it's like you got to shut me down like it's like if i'll because I'll, I'll talk for I'll, I'll talk the whole hour and it's like no no no, no. you gotta jump in jump it's in. like me but, and my mom yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right guys thanks so much for tuning in we will see you when we see you and uh we appreciate y'all being here Yeah.